It's been a long time, but we're back off hiatus. It's a Brothers Got Next with your boy Quab and, of course, my co-host Darian. Man, a lot has happened since the last time we were on this pod, man. How you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good, man. It's been a wild couple weeks in the NFL, man, with free agency. Uh, yeah, I've been meaning, we've been meaning to do a pod for probably the last week or so just because of all the things that's happened in the last couple weeks. And, and even just even today and yesterday, I mean, it's just been a crazy a whirlwind. So I'm really excited to, to talk about a lot of, you know, what, we, what we've kind of our audience and our listeners have kind of missed and what we've kind of missed, you know, since we met last time. Yeah, and just to give our listeners a heads up, Darian said today, it is it was Friday that we're recording this show, just in case you have a chance to listen to it, you know, a little later on than the day we record. So uh, before we get into all the crazy news that's happened over the last week or two, man, um, you know, it, I don't think we've had a podcast since I went to the Super Bowl, and obviously you've moved. There's been a couple things happening since our last podcast. Yeah, man, a lot of a lot of life changing moments. Um, you know, I'll start with myself. Obviously, yeah, I did move um, from the uh, Jersey, you know, New York tri state area. Uh, moved back to the DMV. People that know what I mean when I say DMV, that's DC, Maryland, Virginia. Um, I am. I uh, took a new gig uh, in DC, living in Maryland, but. Um, uh, me and my wife are happy to be back in the area. This is actually when me and my wife met. We met met in Virginia. So, um, yeah, man, it looks like this is probably going to be, you know, for for good. This is where we're going to set our roots and everything. So just happy to be back, happy to be back around my mom and aunt and some of my friends who I went to high school with and grew up with. So, uh, yeah, it's exciting, man. It's always exciting uh, when you start a new gig and um, kind of a new environment. Uh, but, uh yeah, man. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's always, is always, you know, sometimes some unexpected life changes. So this is one of them. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good one. So I'm, I'm happy about it. And uh, yeah, man, your boy will be will probably be here for good. So we'll be talking, you know, you're still, I know, in, in the in the Jersey area, but, you know, we'll still we'll, we'll still be talking from, you know, you'll be talking from Jersey. I'll just be here in the DMV, the Maryland, D.C. area. But uh, yeah, man, you know, exciting, exciting times. Yeah, excited for you and the wifey. Good to be back in that area. I always love coming down to Maryland, and you know we're not we're still not too far away from each other. So we yeah, it's like two and a half hours. So mm -hmm. that's yeah. right, that's right. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, man, that's great. Good to be back on the pod. So let's get it rolling, man. Let's wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get it rolling, you have to talk about your Super Bowl experience. I mean, not everybody gets to go to a Super Bowl. Like I, I think you're the only person I've known like personally mm -hmm. that's ever gone to a Super Bowl. So just tell the listeners a little bit about that experience and how crazy it was, the atmosphere, being there. You know, it's a, it's on a lot of people's bucket list. Just give us like a quick kind of how it felt. Yeah, and I'm glad that you reteed that up because yeah, I was I was. It feels so long ago now that I was like, oh yeah, I should probably talk a little bit about that experience. But man, it was awesome. You know, I, I, it felt pretty surreal being there. It just felt different. It didn't feel like I've been to plenty of NFL games, but just the energy was different. And it was awesome seeing um, how passionate these Bengals fans were because, you know, Rams fans are interesting because they're still kind of new to the area. And although, you know, obviously they were in St. Louis for a while, they came back. So it's, it's hard to tell how authentic Rams fans really are or if they're just supporting the team because they're they live in L.A. and they, they were, you know, born and raised in L.A. But you could you could feel the authenticity of Bengals fans, like the passion, like, wow, this is such a surprising season, because I don't think any of us were shocked that the Rams made the Super Bowl. In fact, they were one of the favorites all season. The Bengals were pretty good all year, but none of us even imagined them getting to the Super Bowl. Man, nobody expected that. So. Um, it was really a, a really cool atmosphere, spectacular stadium for anybody that hasn't been to SoFi in Inglewood. It, it's one of the best looking stadiums I've ever seen. It's right up there with, with the Cowboys Stadium, AT&T Stadium, of course. Um, one of the one of the most spectacular places I've ever seen. And honestly, man, the, the, the halftime show. But man, you know, you know how I feel about West Coast rap, Dr. Dre, Snoop, <laughs> Kendrick. Of course, you know, I'm an M guy, Mary J, 50. So that was. That was a nice little throwback, man. Felt like the high school slash college days, so I really enjoyed. Yeah, it was the, the best. It was the best halftime show to me, in my opinion, that I've ever seen. It's in one of the best. It's yeah. one of the best. Bruno Mars was really good. 
Um, I thought Prince put on a good show a while back. So there have been some good ones. This one was right up there. But no, as far as the game, I mean, it was a spectacular game. A lot of drama. You know, both teams had a lead at some point. Um, you couldn't really tell who was going to win going into the fourth quarter, but you know, the Rams just made a few more plays. And man, it was kind of kind of heartbreaking seeing these Bengals fans like legit cry after the game. Like it was such a heartbreaking heartbreaking way to lose. So, really enjoyed the experience. Of course, getting out of there was an absolute nightmare. My phone was about to oh, die. Yeah. Like I couldn't I couldn't get an Uber. I had to pay. I don't even want to tell y'all how much I had to pay to get out of there and get a private car because I had no choice. Couldn't get an Uber. So that was the only stain on that entire experience. But besides that, man, and you know, the Super Bowl, it's hard to say, but everybody should go to a Super Bowl because it's it's not the easiest thing to, to have, you know, to get tickets to. But um, if you ever have a chance, man, that's the attitude I took. You know, luckily I was able to get a ticket through work, but if you guys ever have a chance to go, it's just, it's such an amazing experience, man. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Like I said, that's definitely on my bucket list to, to do. Um, you know, I hope I can, you know, go see my team in it. That would be like, my... yeah, I don't know about all that, but wow. You know what? I can't really get on you because it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. We'll get into that uh, <laughs> a, a little later. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but um, not. I mean, even even if they weren't in, just to go to one would be awesome. You know, that like I said, that's one of my bucket list sure. uh, things to you know to do. Um, so yeah, yeah. That, that's dope that you experience that though. Yeah, definitely a cool thing to knock out, knock off the list, I should say. But yeah, man, as I mentioned earlier, it's Friday, March eighteenth, and damn, man, like if you had if we had to do a ranking of the top stories this off season. What would you rank number one? I mean, there's there's Deshaun, there's Brady coming back, there's Russell Wilson. There's, it's like, man, there's just so many. It, there's Devontae Adams going to the race. Like, before we get into some of the stories, what would you say was is the number one most shocking or biggest surprise? What's the number one offseason story so far? Well, I think the most shocking, I think if you want to talk about, so it's between two. I would say Russell Wilson going to the Broncos and Devontae getting traded to the Raiders. I mean, with Deshaun Watson, we kind of all knew he was out of Texas, you yep. know, going to be out of, you know, Houston. So that's not a really – nobody shocked or surprised about that. It was just pretty much a, a fact of where he was going to go. Now, obviously, the early reports were that Cleveland, you know, was t- was talking to him and that they pretty much were – then I guess at some point they thought they were out of the running and they said, yeah, you know, the, the you know, we're not going to pursue him anymore. You know, he I think he's, gonna you know, out for us. And um, then obviously today happened, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, like, I guess from that standpoint, that's surprising. Uh, Brady coming back, we kind of talked about it, you and me, like, you know, off pod and privately that we always thought he was probably going to come back. Like, you know, I, I just never thought, I mean, he, he could still play. The guy was arguably the MVP last year. I know he didn't win it, but a lot of people thought he should have won it. And I mean... Yeah, he was still good last year. So, um, you know, it was, was it two months that he was, it was two months, yeah, retired. And when he came up, like, oh, okay. I mean, it wasn't really shocking. I was like, oh yeah, I kind of thought he would because remember there was like inklings that he might, you know, want to play for the Niners because that's his, you know, hometown team. And you know, he's always, you know, with his hometown hero being Montana, he always wanted to play there. So I always thought like, okay, maybe what happened is. He won't come back to the Bucks, but he'll go to the Niners and kind of finish his career, which would be like, uh, I know for him would be like, you know, great just because that's where he grew up in his hometown team. And, you know, obviously idolizing Montana, but he came back to the Bucks after two months. So, yeah, the Bucks are right there again. They'll be right there because of him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he still has the weapons. Uh, they still have, a put, you know, a solid defense. Uh, we'll see. What Gronk's gonna do? Uh, he's gonna get Godwin back healthy. Uh, they saw Mike Evans. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like don't... that they signed Russell Gage too. Very underrated yes, yes. receiver. Yeah, I, I don't know what's gonna happen with Leonard Fournette. I know he's still a free agent. I don't know if they're gonna resign him. Um, but yeah, the Bucks will be right there contending uh, again this year. So yeah, and then um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, Aaron Rodgers going back to the Packers. I, I don't. I wasn't say I was surprised about that, and I wasn't really surprised at the money he was, you know, that he got. Uh, yeah. So I think the two would probably be between Russell Wilson going to the Broncos and Devontae going to 
the Raiders. I, I think with Russell Wilson, we kind of had thoughts and inklings that he was going to, you know, be out of you know Seattle. There was always talks that, you know, he, they were kind of – he was on his last leg kind of, you know, his, you know, one leg in, one leg out of Seattle. So that was surprising that he was gone. I just think the team he went to was surprising because I had never heard the Broncos, you know, come up in, in conversation because obviously the Broncos were more linked to Aaron Rodgers. But uh, I think the, if I had to, if I had to rank it number one, I think Devontae Adams going to the Raiders was the most surprising just because I just thought once Aaron Rodgers resigned, it was just a, a, a given, a shoe in that. Devontae was going to, you know, they were going to make Devontae the highest paid, you know, wide receiver. Like, I mean, he's the best, arguably behind Cup. He's probably, you know, you know, a lot of people might still think he's arguably the best receiver and Cup may be second. But, you know, you can go back and forth with that. But, yeah, I thought they were going to make him the highest paid receiver. And I was just shocked they traded him because they franchised him earlier, like this month. And I was like, oh, okay, well, they're going to franchise him and hopefully work out a long term deal. Mm-hmm. And that came out of nowhere being traded to the Raiders, man. I mean, yeah, it makes it the so much better. I mean, yeah, they're, I mean, that 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 division is so loaded now to AFC West. So when I mean, Russell going there, mm-hmm. Monte, yeah, I mean, shh, yeah, you know, and they have a good quarterback in Derek Carr, and they're going to get Darren Waller back healthy. Uh, we'll see what Josh McDaniels can do with that offense. Hunter Renfro had a great He's season. Right, and they have Hunter Renfro, yeah, man. So the Raiders, I mean, that division is going to be, man, whoo. Well, the problem for the Raiders, the problem for the Raiders hasn't really been offense as much. Mm-hmm. It's just really there. I feel like their secondary is always bad. Like they gotta fix their secondary. Well, big, um, I will say this: I, I I agree with you, but picking up Chandler Jones was huge. Oh, him and Max Crosby on that D line is gonna. Oh be, yeah, man. I mean, they're gonna, gonna be. Yeah, they're gonna be tough to deal with. I mean, yeah. Chandler Jones. It's funny because even while he was in Arizona these last couple of years, he's always been productive and I mean he's always one of the league leaders in sacks but nobody like really talks about him you know what I mean like it's like yeah he just like goes under the radar but he continues to ball so yeah man I think you know I think when we look back obviously them getting Devontae's huge but I think that Chandler Jones signing is going to be like yeah we're going to look back and be like yeah that was like a very underrated under the radar signing and I I agree with you that the secondary is not good but they can help that front line with him and Max Crosby can help kind of, you know, I guess shield that secondary a little bit because they get to the quarterback, you know, so. Yeah, you know, there's still guys like Stephon Gilmore out there. There's still Tyron Matthews. So right. I don't know, you know, they signed Devontae to a five-year, $141 million contract. So it's hefty. That's the highest paid in, in, in wide receivers forever? For yeah, ever, ever. You know, he's 29. So, but you know how these contracts are. They usually don't go down to the last season. Um, right, right. But yeah, right. he'll be a little older uh, by the time this contract is done. So, yes, I agree. You know, he's arguably number one or number two. Uh, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see um, how how this works out because they did give up a lot too. They did give up a lot to get him. But yeah, like you said, if you you can connect him with his old college quarterback too. You know, he's Derek Carr isn't you know isn't only a former teammate but he's also one of his like best friends too so right right right. Um, and you know you know a, a lot of people wonder why he left green bay especially since they ended up actually offering him more money than the raiders could but i think the franchise tag put a sour taste in his mouth the 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 priority that they showed aaron Rodgers potentially could be another factor and you know rogers not supposedly rogers never really reached out to him to ask him what his plans were um, with all this going on, so and honestly, man, Green Bay, Las Vegas, where would you rather want to live, D? Yeah, nah, nah, it's not even close. People forget that that's a factor too, you know. <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah, it definitely is. So, yeah, good, great, great for Devontae, well deserved. He's an excellent receiver. Um, so yeah, that was pretty surprising, man, because like you said, as soon as Rogers signed that up, you would think they're their you know highest priority after that were to were to lock up Devontae. I thought they made a mistake by franchising him. The guy's proven himself over and over. You gotta find a way to get a deal done. And they didn't do it and they lost him because of it. So Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So back to Deshaun, man, you, you brought up um, you know, how that all kind of went down and his contract is something I have never ever seen before. So this is a um a two hundred and thirty million dollar contract, Darian Fully guaranteed. That's insane. He gets a $45 million signing vote. It's a five-year, $230 million contract. Fully guaranteed. Bro, that's by far the biggest 
in NFL history by far. Yeah. No, I know Mahomes. It, it's like it's like almost a half a half a billion, but I know only a certain amount of money is guaranteed. Yeah, exactly. We, you really the most important thing with all these contracts is the guaranteed money. Right Always now, if Mahomes plays out that contract though. That can end up being the richest in history just because of the yes. totality of the money. It's like he, if he plays out that contract and he's still there, yeah, his will end. His will end up being the richest in NFL history. You know what I mean? Because if he if he plays it out, but obviously, right, it was only a certain amount of money guaranteed, which was. I mean, he got a lot of money guaranteed as well. But yeah, Deshaun's is ridiculous. Especially- yeah, and it makes me. Yeah, and this all kind of makes me look at the Browns as a whole. I mean, they they don't they have still have a really good O line. Mm-hmm. They've got one a top three running back in Nick Chubb. You know, a, a top three top two top three pass rusher on the other side. Like that's a really good roster, man. And it makes me and, and it makes me wonder, like, how good can they be? Like, are, are they? Would you say right now, Darian, that they can get to the Super Bowl? Are they Super Bowl contenders. So my only thing with them, the weak spot. Now they did get Amari in a trade, mm-hmm. and I look obviously. I'm as a Cowboy fan, I know a lot about Amari. Amari's, you know, one of the best route runners in the league. I, you know, for for Amari's sake and for the Browns' sake, as a Brown, I guess as a Browns fan, I just hope and pray that Amari can be consistent because I just feel like Amari hasn't really been the same since he that first year with the Cowboys. That was like his best year, and he really hasn't been the same since. I know he he's had some nagging injuries here and there. And the good thing is, what he's only 27, so he's still young. But I don't know there are other receivers who they have that, I guess, you know, I mean, look, they got rid of Jarvis Landry. Obviously, we know they got rid of Odell last year. So my whole question is, is really their, their wide receiving core. That's, that's, to me, their only question mark. I agree with you with the O-line. And, I, and I've always liked the Adidas last, like, few years with, right, Miles Garrett, obviously Denzel Ward in, in the secondary you know, I've always liked their D, but I guess that's the – to me right now, if they had any issues, any holes, is to get Deshaun more weapons. Like, yeah, you got Amari. That's a good start. But I think they're going to have to get him some more weapons. You know what I mean? A, yeah. A, a good yeah, time. They, yeah. yeah, they have – They have. A, um, I do like their other receiver, Donovan Peoples-Jones. It'll be inter- interesting to see if he can emerge and be that consistent number two behind Amari. Um, they don't have yeah. – I don't know, man, because I think like I liked him as a, as a number three. I thought he was a great slot guy, great possession guy. I don't. I think some guys, especially when they start off as as a slot and then the three guys, they're good threes. That's what they are. Now maybe he'll probably be wrong. Maybe you'll be right mm-hmm. that get to. I just think they're gonna have to go out and at least get some another weapon for him. You have Amari, which I think Amari's fine. If you want to make him your one, cool. I think they need to get him a real number two. And they have to get him a legit tight end because they they cut their tight end. I know they I think it was Austin Hopper, right? They, uh, Hooper. they 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 cut Hooper. They still have David and Joku, who who still who's shows hurt though. I like him, but he's always hurt. You even say it yourself. He's always hurt. So I think they're gonna have to get him a tight end and, and at least another number two. So like I said, that that's their. I mean, besides that, I agree with you. They can be very good. They can they, you know the sky, the ceiling, the sky is the limit. Obviously, Deshaun. We haven't seen him in a year, so we hope he's that old Deshaun from two years ago, and he's still young. So hopefully he's you know everything, the skill set, all that's still there. He didn't lose anything, but yeah, if that's the case, if he's still that same guy with Amari, get him a couple pieces, they can be dangerous. I, I agree with you. And they still have a guy like um, Kareem Hunt, twenty six years yeah. old man, who's also oh. a very good receiver. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be a tough out. I mean, the AFC in general, man, especially when you talk about the AFC West, and that'll kind of take me to Russell Wilson and the and the Broncos. And it's just like that's another team that has a lot of talent, a lot of good young receivers, whether it's Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim right. Patrick. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a good young running back in Javante Williams. Um M- Melvin Gordon's a free agent, so he probably won't be back. But man, they don't have too many holes, man. A good old line, solid defense. That 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 you know. Listen, I know the Chiefs are always going to kind of be the standard in that division, but let's not let's not act like it's going to be a cakewalk. I mean, clearly that's one of the be- the most that's the best division in football right now. Oh yeah, no question. I don't even think best it's a quarterback question. division by far. Oh yeah, not even a question because the work the 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 fourth best quarterback in that division is still a really solid quarterback, Derek Carr. Right, right, right. Really solid. You know, you're a great division when a young star like. Justin Herbert is arguably the third best quarterback in that division. <laughs> exactly right. You know, so 
that's going to be – I think they're just going to all beat up on each other. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if the winner of that division had 10 wins or 11 – you know, 10 – like, the Chiefs go 10 and 8. The Seahawks also – I'm sorry, the uh, – some Seahawks. The Broncos go 10 and 8, you know, and then the other two wins win, – teams win, like, nine games. It's going to be tight, man. It's right. Be oh, tight. Be like 10 and 7. Oh, 17 – yeah. I'm, right, right. It's still mixed <laughs> it is, yeah, 10 and, 10 and 7, not 10 and 8. Yeah. Sorry. But, yeah, so – um, it'll be interesting to see what what those how 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 much those teams kind of um, beat up on each other and mm-hmm. how, if and hopefully they're not too beat up by the time the playoffs come around, you know. And man, the Chargers have made a ton of moves. Are you kidding me? Getting Khalil Mack to, with Joey Bosa on that line? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's going to be a dangerous. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, actually, dude. They re-signed Mike Williams, which I thought it was a good guy. Obviously, good. yeah, picking up um, J.C. Jackson from the Patriots. You got somebody yeah. to solidify that secondary along yeah, with man. Derwin James. I mean, honestly, man, you can legit like any of those teams can can make the playoffs or even probably possibly win that division. Ah, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. No, yeah. that's the best division in football. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, man, the Raiders getting <laughs> Devontae was so that just came out of nowhere. I was like, what, like. Yeah, I mean, because that just prompted them to be like, you know, I think we were talking like a couple of days before when, you know, they got Russell, you know, and the Broncos got Russell Wilson. Like, yeah, by default, the Rays are probably the worst team, but they're still, you'll be competitive. But them getting Devontae just changes everything. That changes the whole game. And then obviously, like you said, now adding Chandler Jones to the mix. Like, I agree, their secondary is probably still their weakest link. But if they got Chandler Jones and Max Crosby getting after the quarterback, you know, all bets are off. You know what I mean? That they'll kind of shield and kind of protect that secondary. So, uh, yeah, man, at the West is just, it's loaded, dude. It's, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, obviously I'm like, you know, Cowboy fan and I watch mostly NFC East games and stuff, but I, I might have to just tune into the NFC West this year just to watch, just to see. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's going to be awesome. And speaking, speaking of the, uh, the NFC East, there's another interesting acquisition I want to get your thoughts on. What did you think about the commanders getting uh, Carson Wentz? Now, a lot of people I've talked to are kind of like, eh, you know, like, you know, they, 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 he hasn't really been the same since he was had that, you know, kind of uh, MVP caliber year with the Eagles when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Look, he's a big upgrade from uh, Heineke and who's the other dude? Uh, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, is it something Allen? Um, they, so they had Tyler Heineke. You talking about some of their, their quarterbacks before? No, no, because like you know, Tyler Heineke was hurt, and then they had that other quarterback, oh, like, like Kyle Allen or something like that. Kyle Allen, yeah. I mean, he's a big upgrade from those two. I mean, like it's not even close. Who's you know, it, it should be no competition in, in camp. Like he's the number one guy. He's their starter. Oh so, yeah, yeah, he came there to start. There's no right. Fun. He's a huge upgrade. So look, as I know a lot of people beating him up and saying, well, he's not that good, or I don't think he, you know, he's kind of overrated. You know, you saw he kind of melted down, excuse me, with the Colts last year. I mean, yeah, he did have some bad games and some, you know, definitely some bad losses that were on him. Um, but he's still a big upgrade for the for the Redskins. I mean, oh, you, the Commanders, you're, you're that's two teams I'm sorry. ago. That's two. You you, you got to at least say the the football team still. <laughs> and I got to use to this Commanders crap. <laughs> you Commanders, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I would say he's definitely their best quarterback they've had in the last at least five years. I would say probably since RG three. You know what I mean? That's probably since Cousins. Oh, Cousins. I'm sorry, I forgot they had Cousins. Right? Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. Him having Cousins was so long ago. Yeah. So right, he's definitely the best quarterback they've had since Cousins. Now, this will he make a huge difference in the NFC East? Are they? Yeah. Are they? Are they going to overtake the Cowboys with him? I don't know because they still have a lot of other holes and other uh, kind of things they have to deal with. I mean, I know, you know, Chase Young is coming off of uh, ACL and I well, they don't know if he's going to be able to start the season, you know, with his injury. Um, you know, they still have, you know, Antonio Gibson. They have uh, what's what's the receiver? Um, uh, uh, McLaurin. McLaurin. Yeah, who was, who was good. Uh, they had the tight end who was, who was actually pretty good. Uh, Thomas. Logan he, Thomas. Yep. Yeah, he got hurt. You know, they don't know he's going to start the season. So, yeah, they have a lot of other question marks they have to address. Um, you know, besides Chase Young, their D is like, eh, you know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah, I like Montez Sweat on that D-line, too. They, they're, they're, they're another team. Their secondary is not great. They do have a good D-line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they do have a D 
Mikey line, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's right. They still have um, what's my man's name? Allen, who's on the line? Um, breaking on his first name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a Pro Bowler this year. Yep. Uh, he, I, I forgot. I mean, his, his last name is Allen. He's on the D line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, yeah, got you. They got a strong D line for yeah, sure. Yeah, they have a strong D line. Yeah, but um, is he gonna put them over the hump? I don't know. You know, I don't know. Obviously, we'll get into the Cowboys later. I don't know if they still will overtake the Cowboys. They can def- definitely be better than the Eagles. Then the Giants will be the worst team in the NFC East. I don't care what anybody says. They might They'll- be the worst team in the league. Oh, damn. <laughs> I mean, why- yeah, they might be. the Now, I do like their – they got a coaching up again because – Yes, they do. the judge was an absolute joke. So, that that's out of the building. Um you know what? I kind of I like this move, man. I you know, I, I don't I actually think the Colts panicked. I don't think they should have moved off of Wentz. So, no, he didn't play well. He didn't play well, especially in the last game of the season against a Jags team that strangely beat them like six, seven straight years in a row at home. It's very yeah. strange. But yeah, I thought they overreacted, man. If you look at Wentz's season as a whole, I mean, twenty-seven touchdowns and seven picks. Um, played pretty well throughout the season, was the season, was never necessarily spectacular, and now they're left without a quarterback. The Colts have no quarterback right now. None. I don't I don't know what the Colts thinking was on that. Like I know overreaction. Was, they overreacted, man. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure because of how right, how he ended the season, went into the season, losing to the Jags, them missing the playoffs. But yeah, they clearly overreacted. They clearly I like and if you're gonna overreact like that, don't if you're gonna trade Wentz or trade a quarterback, have a backup plan. Have like, okay, well, if we trade him, we can go after this guy or we'll get this guy. I don't know what the, the plan is in Indy. Like, what is the plan? Because maybe they try to go. I mean, Baker Mayfield's available now. You still have Garoppolo. Uh, it looks like the Saints are going to re-sign Jameis Winston, so he's going to be out. So it's really just going to come down between those two guys, either either Garoppolo or or Baker Mayfield. Yeah, which I mean to be honest, I mean if I'm if I'm the Colts, I'll go with Garoppolo. I mean, I, I you know Baker's, I, I don't know what to say about that guy. I mean, I mean Baker's not a terrible quarterback, but is he a dude that's going to get the fan base excited? Exactly. I think he's. I think Baker at this point, you know, he got his chance with the Browns and didn't turn out well. He's a backup. He just is like that's what he's probably going to be going forward. He's probably going to be somebody will sign him, or you know, obviously the Browns are have to trade him. But I think he's a backup. If I'm the Colts, if you're going to go after somebody, yeah, Jimmy G is probably the move I would go with. You know, um, you know, Jimmy G's definitely been productive. He's a serviceable guy. He's almost kind of like a Wentz. Like, I mean, you know, he'll because the one thing, well, the difference between him and Wentz, he'll actually win in the playoffs. He can get you, you know, to the Super Bowl if you have the right pieces around you. You know, good defense. uh, You know, some some good receivers, a good O line, which the Colts have. They have a good. They have a good. Uh, they have a good wide receiving court. They have the. When I always say arguably, they have the best running back in the league in Jonathan Taylor. So they have the pieces of. If you go get Jimmy G, they can be competitive. You know what I mean? They can be right there in the AFC, which is already loaded. Yeah, I'm gonna slightly disagree with you on on Baker not being a starter anymore. I, I do think sometimes just a change of scenery can be a pretty good thing. If if they did decide to go out and, and get Baker, um, I, I do think he deserves a chance to 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 get another opportunity. I mean, he hasn't been great, but he hasn't been terrible so bad that he can't even get a starting gig, you know. So um who knows? He may end up going there. Um there aren't too many teams left that are in desperate need. Looks like everybody's kinda Well, what about the Texans? They don't have a quarterback. Yeah, that's another team. That's another yeah. team that could. Yeah, absolutely. John didn't play all last year, and yeah, I don't think those guys they have now in the roster. Yeah, Davis Mills shows some signs, but I think he's going to end up just being a really solid backup. I don't see him starter. Yeah, so that could be another team Baker goes to that could that could be a decent fit for him. Mm-hmm. No, but yeah. I I do think he should get another opportunity somewhere else for sure. But yeah, I like I like that move for Washington. I, I actually do think they can compete with the Cowboys because the Cowboys have kind of lost more than they've gained this offseason. I don't necessarily think they're a better team right now. I, I agree. I mean, when you lose your best receiver, you I mean, you know, you can say what you want about Amari. I know, you know, a lot of people say, well, he was inconsistent. He was hurt. He's been banged up. He hasn't been the same since we got him in that first year. Yeah, you can say all those things. He's still numbers-wise and, and really, you know, as, as far as route running and, you know, uh, just, you know, overall just his – his reputation, he was the best receiver on that team. Like CD, obviously this was kind of a little bit of his breakout year. He made the pro bowl. Um, 
and I know he, you know, he had more yards and more catches than Amari, but um, Amari still arguably was the best receiver. And like I said, he's only 27, so it's not like he's this old guy. He's going into his 30s. I mean, he's still in, you know, at the prime of his career. So I didn't like that move. Uh, and then obviously the whole Randy Gregory fiasco, you know, you, you agreed to terms. And then after you agreed to terms, you don't let his agent know and let him know that you're going to throw in language to kind of, I guess, you know, save yourself or, you know what I mean? Kind of, uh, you know, obviously like have your own back and say, all right, well, something goes wrong with him because of his past. We're going to add this language. I mean, you just don't do that in contract negotiations. You, you should have done that up front or said that to his agent and him up front. Like, Hey, we're going to put this language in here because of his past. And then you go from there. If they didn't like it, then you move on, but you don't do it after the fact. So what he did was he said, okay, F you, I'm going to the Broncos, you, you know, and the Broncos mm-hmm. pretty much gave him the same exact deal without the language. You know what I mean? It was the yeah, same, same exact, yeah, the same exact deal just without the language. So, yeah, I just I don't like how they're just doing business. How the how the Cowboys are doing business right now, and I, you know, as we we were talking before the pod, this whole you know, him being loyal to the players he drafted and them taking care of their own guys, that's all well and good if they're good productive players. But you don't go resign a Leighton Vander Esch who hasn't been good since his rookie year. You don't go resign a Demarcus Lawrence after you gave him big money who's done nothing since then. You don't keep an aging running back who's banged up, who's really not the same guy anymore, and you're overpaying him, and he's a cap hit, to, you know, to your, you know, right, he's a, he's a hit to your cap. These are just not good decisions, and I agree with you that I think this season, this can this can be one of the seasons where these lack of moves or these wrong moves they're making, that it can come back to bite them where they may not be a good team. And, right, the Red – I'm sorry, the Commanders – well, even the Eagles can can overtake them in the NFC East. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so. I, I would still say they're the best team, but I'm simply just going based off of what I saw last year. That, that's really all I'm going off of. Now, do you right. think – you've seen every snap this dude has ever taken. Do, do you think CeeDee Lamb's ready to be a number one? So, I, you're right. We talked about this when the whole Amari thing went down. So, my concern with CeeDee Lamb is that when Amari was out, when he was had to be the guy – he was not very good. He didn't show. Now, I know he got hurt in that Chiefs game when Amari was out. He got hurt in the first half. But he – I don't see it. I don't see it yet. I don't know. He also didn't have a great game against the Niners in the playoff game. Um, Amari actually had a better game than him in the playoff game. You know, they lost that game. Amari was the one that kind of brought them back a little bit. They made the, you know, big catches, got a touchdown, you know, made some big catches. I don't know, man. I You know, I, I hope and pray he can be the number one. But from what I've seen, I just think right now he's a great, solid number two. Yeah. Uh, and right now, that's the, my main concern with the Cowboys is the receiving core. They really have no – I mean, look, you were signed Gallup who towards ACL. The guy might not even be ready to play come training camp or even during the start of the season. And you give him $62.5 million. That was another baffling move. Like, what? Like, And then they lost to me, who I loved at the slot, Cedric Wilson. They You just let him walk and go to the, the Miami – I just didn't – yeah, I just don't understand some of the moves they're making, like letting certain guys go and then keeping certain guys that may not be able to even play. So I'm concerned with their receiving core because outside of CeeDee Lamb, I don't even know who the rest of the, the receivers are. I know we have some guy named Miles Turner. I think Noah Brown, who's really never been that good. He's like, you know, a backup, more there for depth. I don't really know who they have. I mean, I hope and pray Gallup is going to be healthy. But, you know, Gallup is definitely a, a number two. He's not a number one. So CD has to, has to be the number one guy. So I'm a little concerned. I don't know how this is receiving court is going to be, but, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. And we, we talked about it earlier. You guys picked up a former Steelers receiver, James oh, that's Washington. Right. And just right. to kind of give you a, a, a quick rundown on him. Um, he's a little undersized. He's about 5'10", but he plays a lot bigger than his size. He wins a lot of jump balls, which I, which I love about him. That's a big thing. He wins a lot of battles. Okay. Know, he, he usually comes down in the air if him and the, uh, him and the defender are both going up for it. So that's what I like about him. Um, he, he can be a deep threat as well. I think he was very underutilized in the Steelers system, and obviously the Steelers haven't had a quarterback 
be able to throw the ball downfield um, in, in a couple of years. Obviously, Ben, ever since he's had his elbow surgery, just hasn't been the same. So um, he was always a guy who wanted them to get a little bit more involved. Um, and is, he he just wasn't in the- is he a speedster? Um, he's not a, a burner necessarily, um, but he does find some ways to, to get open, and, and, and he has a pretty good first step. Um, now, is he anything better than maybe a number two on a, on a great year? No, he is not. You're, you're, he's a little too a little too small, not a super crisp route runner. So he's not. You're not going to see him necessarily get open consistently. But if we're talking about just running a go route and 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 beating that defender, like I mentioned, he's he's pretty good. So if you guys fully utilize him, I think he can give you you know 55, 60 catches for maybe 700 yards or so, and that's that's perfect for a number three. Now, is that going to dramatically upgrade your quarterback I mean your uh, wide receiver position and, and it, could he potentially be a number two I'm not sure but he's definitely a, a playmaker and I think it's a it's a solid low risk high reward he signed him to a one-year deal I think that could be a good good move for you guys I hope so I mean I hope you're right I mean just because like I said I've, I've I, I was as I've been saying I've already been concerned with the the receiving core but just because again you, you get you know you trade Amari you you re-sign Gallup who again is coming off, you know, a torn ACL, ACL surgery. I don't know if this guy is going to be ready to play, you know, to start next season or even next season. And you got CD there who is already being questioned if he can be a number one. So mm-hmm. I hope James Washington can be kind of like how Cedric Wilson was. I, I love Cedric Wilson as the three and in the slot. So if he can be yeah. anywhere close to that, I'd be happy. You know what I mean? Um, with that. So yeah. I don't really know much about him. Like you said, like you said, you know more about him because he was a stealer. So I, I hope and pray you're right that, you know, maybe he can give, give you, like, at least 60 catches. He can get those right, those go routes, those deep balls, um, you know, win those battles. I, you know, I would I would love that. So hopefully he can help out. You know what I mean? Now, speaking of receivers, there's something I wanted to quickly touch on before we, we get off of NFL free agency. So obviously with Devontae Adams going to the Raiders, it had me thinking, like, the Packers have no receivers. Like, they might have one of the worst receiving crews in the league right now. Yeah. Lazard, he's not good. And they still have Randall Cobb, who's like old. So right? he's like 40. He's not that good anymore. <laughs> and then like MVS, Mar- Marquez Valdez Scaling, he's not that good either. No. So I, look, as great as Rodgers is, he, he's not just going to keep balling with like a bunch of number three receivers. So they're really going to have to, now that now and now Juju Smith Schuster signed with the uh, Chiefs. Right, you um, still have Odell, but he's probably not going to be ready at the start of the season, so he's not really available. Right. Yes, you have Julio available, but is he going to be your number one? No. The nah. same. This ain't 2015. He ain't going to be your number one anymore. <laughs> Bro, I was actually hoping Julio signed with us, but as a, like a right, a two or a three. You know, obviously not as a one that he can maybe help. You know, CD in that. Like, you know, he's a veteran. You know, uh, he's, he's always, another guy that always gets hurt though. Always. Always. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I thought he'd be more of that veteran presence, but yeah, I, I don't know where the Packers go from here. I mean, because, well, I mean, obviously they're gonna get some, they're gonna get some picks, so they may just have to yeah. draft a receiver. You know what I mean? And that's the thing too. We 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 tend to sometimes forget about um, the NFL draft when it comes to all these teams losing certain guys. It doesn't mean you can't replace them. We know rookie receivers. Look at a Justin Jefferson. Look at a Jamar Chase. Right. These, these guys that come in the league and, and have an impact right away. We know how replaceable running backs can be, and I and I'm I'm a defender of running backs. But let's just keep it real; like you, could, it's a plug and play situation with running backs. You can get a guy in the second, third round, plug him in, and he can get 1,200 yards. So right, um, yeah, that's those are other ways to improve your team as well. I think it's it's better for people to try to make predictions about how their team will look after the draft. I think that's when you can kind of get a better idea of what you're going to look like. Right. Yeah, but um, one more thing I wanted to touch on is the Steelers signing Mitch Trubisky. Thought that was an interesting move. Now I've I've changed my opinion on how I feel about it over the last few hours because I'm like, all right, well, he's Baker's in the division. He's not great, but now they got Deshaun. So you mean to tell me I'm supposed to go into the season with Trubisky, who I think could be solid? That that's what I'm expecting from him. Like he's right. kind of basic. Like the, he, one thing I like about him is he's pretty athletic, which we haven't had at the quarterback position in a while. Like he can actually run. So he can get out of trouble when our O line is breaking down. But right. bro, we we got Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, and Lamar Jackson, and I'm supposed to be to think that the Steelers can possibly take the North with Trubisky. That's just not realistic, unfortunately. 
Nah, I think like again, you're gonna have to hope and pray that <laughs> a lot of hoping and praying going on. <laughs> yeah, a lot of hoping and praying. Like that, that that defense can go back to like yeah. you know the the kind of the wonder years that you know the the years they've been they were dominant. Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping. I keep hearing that you guys may uh, sign Tyron Matthews. Oh, I would love, dude. I would love that. I would yeah. absolutely Minka love it. at the safety position. That would be him and Minka Fitzpatrick. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean that would. I don't even think it's argument. I think that would be the best safety duo in the league. No, yeah, no question. And you still have Cam. You know, you still have Cam. Uh, Cam Hayward on the D line, of course. TJ. Oh obviously, yeah. Obviously, defensive player of the year in. Uh, you know. TJ. Uh, yep. Jay, yeah. So I think that's how the Steelers are going to have to win and really be is that dominant defense. You know, they were in their, in their yesteryears. And right, just have Trubisky be kind of solid. Run the ball with Najee. You know, prove mm-hmm. the O line. Yep. Ball, just have to risky throw when he has to, and let the defense really dictate the game. Really let them be the the the, the, the side that's going to really win you games, and then have the offense kind of be complementary to that. That I think that's how the Steelers have to go into the season being. Because I, 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 you're right with Trubisky. I don't know. I mean, you know, obviously with, with Nagy, you know, it's not good. <laughs> so we don't really know. But we'll see now how he is with another coordinator. Um, and I, you know, I always believe in the quarterbacks getting another spot, especially when they had kind of a bad, you know, coach. So, and now yeah. he's going to one of the best coaching staffs. You know, you got Tomlin Flores, you know, maybe yeah. it'll surprise people and like, oh, wow, he actually was pretty good. He's had a bad quarterback, I, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. a bad coach. He has one of the best coaches in the league. I love the Flores pickup for the Steelers being their D. Uh, is he, is he their D coordinator? Yeah, he's going to be a defensive assistant, so he's going to have obviously a lot of say in the game plan. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I love the Flores pickup. So, like I said, I think defensively, you guys will be great. Also, especially if you get Tyron Matthew. I yeah, think that would be huge. So, um, yeah, I think the Steelers will have to go in the season being that. Now, obviously, yeah, he's not going to outdo Deshaun. He's not going to outdo Lamar. He's not going to outdo Burrow. But I think he's going to have to lean on the defense, and he will have to be just you know the complimentary. They'll have to be the complimentary side of the ball, you know, once the defense does their thing. So hopefully that can be the case, you know. Yeah, and you know, one one thing you know about the Steelers are always gonna be competitive. It doesn't mean they'll make the playoffs, but they're not they're not a, a four win team, five win team. They'll right they'll try to win eight games, nine games. So they'll they're they're gonna be in the mix. They'll be a tough out. But um I'd be lying to you if I felt like they've had any sort of advantage in this division with those other quarterbacks. I'm just being no. honest. Yeah. <laughs> so Trubisky just comes out and like surprise everybody like, oh man, he actually ball, he can actually play. Yeah, that would be a pleasant surprise, but I'm trying to be a realist a little bit, you know. Nah, like I said, I think your best hope is get the defense in order, get the defense being that dominant side of the ball, having the offense be complimentary, run the ball, you know, run it down, team throw with Najee, improve that O line, have Trubisky throw when he has to, just yeah, yeah. don't turn over the ball. Right. Use your athleticism for, you know, certain tight situations to get maybe a first down here and there, you know. And, um, yeah, I think that's that's your best hope going into the season. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But cool, D, if there wasn't anything else you wanted to touch on with NFL free agency, I feel like we kind of hit all the the, the big, uh, you know, the big storylines for the most part. Brady, Russell, Devontae um, are, are both of our teams. Rogers, I think we kind of touched on, on a lot of different topics. And, you know, there's still, you know, a lot of underrated moves like Von Miller going to the Bills. The contract was a little weird. Six years. It's a little yeah. long. But we know how NFL contracts are. It's all about the guaranteed money. Don't pay attention to the years because, you know, depending on the on the details of the contract, they may be able to part ways after like three seasons. So not That's, a huge deal. He is older. He's older now. So yep. yeah, I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm and listen. There's more moves to be made. Like I said, you know, we still, you know, waiting to hear where Bobby Wagner is going to go, where Tyron Matthews is going to go. Uh, you know, some of these uh, kind of Stephon Gilmore, right? Stephon Gilmore, some yeah. of these veteran receivers like the Julio Jones. Yeah, you know, we'll have to wait to see where these guys go. And um, yeah, so it's kind of more to come. We we just touched on maybe the big the big names and the big the big ones that we were looking at, but yeah, there's more to come and who knows if maybe it could be another surprising big time trade that comes down the pike. You know what I mean? Um, and we still had the draft, you know, the draft. Yo, you know, who's still available? <laughs> Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, oh, I thought he was like, not even, well, I mean, 
I, I don't think he's even going to play football. So well, I don't know what him, what adventures him and Kanye are up to these days. Yeah, Who knows? The president of Kanye's like sports division, and I'm like, well, what does Kanye know about sports? Yeah, what does Antonio Brown do? He just probably just like sits there. I don't know. Yeah, what he does. Like, president of Kanye's like sports division. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, but he tweeted. He tweeted today. Like I said, today's Friday. He tweeted that he's like, yeah, he's trying to get to go to the Browns. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Well, first yeah, of all, my... earlier, but like when he when he had a little fiasco with the Bucks, he was saying he wanted to go to the Ravens, and you know, I guess Lamar Jackson sort of entertaining it, but then the Ravens kind of shot it down. Like, no, that's not happening. There's no way we're gonna. I that. don't think we're gonna see him play again. Personally, I just think no. You point... can't do what he did <laughs> back from that. No, it's no way. If a team wants to sign him now, he's a guy. If you're going to sign him, I would agree that you have to put incentives in the contract, like stipulations and all. I would totally agree with that. You know, I'm like, yeah, you and have it's to. It's a one-year deal. That's it. Yeah, exactly. He's year-by-year year basis at this point. Yeah, he tweeted earlier, C-A-B. And we were like, what does that mean? I mean, the Cleveland Antonio Browns. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah bro. I, look, I, I seriously think the dude – at one point, was one of the best receivers in the league. Bro, he's one of the best receivers of all time at one all point. Like, yeah. And I think he eventually will get into the Hall of Fame. A lot of people say, well, I don't know if he will. I'm like, I mean, you can argue for the, like, seven years straight, he was, like, the best receiver in the league. Yeah, at one point. So, he was. Absolutely. Yeah, I think eventually, he won't be first ballot, but he'll get in eventually. You know what I mean? He's a Hall of Famer. So We'll, we'll see because he, he's kind of in that – he's kind of in that – log jam of guys like Reggie Wayne and Steve Smith Sr. and uh, Brandon Marshall. He, he Unfortunately, he's kind of screwed himself over because he would have eventually surpassed all those guys. But now he's going to be in some, some log jam with a lot of dudes, you know, the Anquan Bolden. I'm not, I'm not saying he wasn't more talented than some of these guys, but like statistically, he's going to be right in the same mix. So I don't know. And, he, and he's been a bonehead over his last couple of years let me use that word in a while bonehead but um yeah i don't know i don't know i'm well, not sure I disagree with you is because okay yes numbers and stat wise because it, right he's messed it up for itself but when you look at like his legacy longevity like when he was like, at his prime i mean the guy for five to even seven years straight he was i don't it was arguably he was the best receiver in the league and i think oh no question you have to take that into account when you're talking about him in the hall of fame yeah you can get into right. Obviously, what he's done lately in the last few years, right? Oh, he ran off the field during the middle of the game, bro. <laughs> he took off his shirt and he gave him the deuces, and he was like hyping up the crowd, like, "What are you doing, dog?" <laughs> I'll never forget when we first heard about that. We were having dinner. Uh, it was a, a birthday lunch with the homie Nick's mom, and I'm like, "Yo, supposedly, supposedly Antonio Brown just left the game middle of the game. He just bounced." I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> Like, come on, bro. You should not be able to come back from that. No. Oh, no, no. I mean, like, as far as I'm playing again, I agree. I don't think I'm play again. But as far as the Hall of Fame, I think you have to take that into account. The guy was that dominant. Because here's the thing. Like, as much as I love Calvin Johnson and much of a beast he is, like, Calvin didn't play that long. Like, and Calvin didn't ha have the numbers that every like those other guys, like, like had, like, total. But obviously because of the kind of guy he was. and you He know, had some dominant seasons, but yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, his numbers weren't like, you know, up there with, you know, like, you know, the the the, the tos or the Larry Fitzgerald guys. Yeah, like none that. of that. But it's just that because of who he was and how he carried himself, people liked him. I, and I did all that. And that's why he made it. And I have no problem him making the Hall of Fame. But it, you can't then say that and then say, okay, well, Antonio Brown, who was maybe j just as dominant, maybe more dominant than him, as far as in in more years. And say, well, well, yeah, we're not going to put him in because, you know, he was a bonehead, or right, he had these. Because you, you can't just you can't just look at one part of his career and I look at the other. You know what I mean? So There's just so many things, like the Raider situation. Like, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. I've done saying the last few years have been awful. Like, yeah, Raiders, the Patriots situation, the right now with the Buck. I mean, it's it's been bad. But again, before that, I mean, you could argue the dude was already on pace to be a Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? Because he was that dominant for the five, seven years straight. You know, I mean, even if you want to say he wasn't always the best. He was always a top three, top five receiver in those years. So, yeah, you have to take that into account. So that's why I personally think he'll eventually make it. He definitely won't be first, second, maybe not even third or fourth. Like, <laughs> he like he tenth made ballot. 
but <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be for a minute if he does, man. Yeah, no, nah, it won't be for a while. Yeah, yeah. like you know what? And his time, his prime, he was a great receiver. We should put him in just off of like what he did those five straight, you know, seven years straight. You know, he dominated. That's what I yeah. would. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. That's a great transition. You kept using the word dominate, domination. And we're going to transition a little bit before we head out. You know, it's been great being back on the pod, man. It's been like, we, I thought we'd be a little rusty, but I feel like we're on top of our game right now, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, I, I, I've had a lot to talk about. Lots of, obviously, like, <laughs> a lot of life changes between both of us as far as personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, you know. I, this last couple of weeks, I've been wanting to get on just to talk about everything that's been going on, like, you know, with Nana fell and, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, we got to do a pod. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think it was perfect timing with just kind of waiting for all the chips to fall with this Deshaun Watson situation. And right. as soon as that happened, because because let's be real, that's like the last biggest thing that can happen. We think we think right. nothing else. You know, that was kind of the last the last big story. So. But yeah, man, um, let's transition a little bit to the NBA, bro. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but there are dudes dropping crazy amounts of points. Like you had Carl Anthony Towns drop 61. You had Kyrie drop 60. It's like, what is going on? What's the dude on the Pistons uh, Thursday night? That Hey. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know who that was. Yeah, I don't know who that was either. I was like, who is this dude? Yeah, yeah like 50-something. I'm like, well, what? Who is this guy? I was like, at 50, you know, multiple times. Oh, yeah, I know. The Pistons? They're not good. Yeah. Like they were good. Yeah. But anyway, so I figured we would end the, the, the you know, end the show with a little NBA trivia. You know, I always love to give you, because you, you've always been an NBA guy. You worked for the NBA for a few years. That was our, that was our first love, you know, when we were in high school. Like, I was a much bigger NBA fan oh, in high school yeah, than yeah. I was a football fan. I, so Yeah, for sure. It was NBA. So real quick, I'm going to name a couple of guys. And, and, you know, I don't expect you to know all these. I actually had to look it up. So I, I was just curious. But I'm going to name a couple of all-stars slash, like, Hall of Fame-type players. And we're going to – the key word is 60 points because we talked about Carl Anthony Towns and Kyrie both dropping 60 points over the last week. I'm going to name a couple of players. I want you to guess if they've scored 60 or more points as their career high. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Kevin Durant. Do you think he has scored 60 or more points in a game? No. You are correct. His career high is 54. I would have guessed that he's had 60 before. Maybe like 62. Yeah, no, no. I don't remember him dropping 60. I would would have remembered that. Yeah, I think 60 kind of stands out a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. Clay Thompson, has he ever scored 60 or more points? I remember he he has the most points in a quarter. No, he had like 30-something. He had like Oh, that was ridiculous. Insane. Um, damn, I'm trying to think. Did he have sixty or more? Has he ever had sixty or more points? Yeah, so I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I'm gonna say yes. You are right. He had exactly sixty. This is career high. It was that the game we scored thirty three and a quarter. It might have been that game. Yeah, yeah, dude. Duh. He had. Yeah, he had like. And the crazy thing about that game is, I remember. I think it was in the second quarter, and he had like. He had like twenty three points with like um like a minute and a half to go. I'm like, well, how's he gonna get to like thirty six, bro? He just kept hitting threes. He had like five threes in the last minute. Like, what was defending him? <laughs> God, some of these defenders that honestly, man, some NBA players do not care about these. Like, they legit don't care. Like, eh, whatever. Right. All they care about is getting it on the offensive side. All right, Steph Curry has he ever had sixty or more points? Steph Curry has he ever had uh sixty? I'm gonna say mm, tricky one. I'm gonna say yes. Damn, you are three for three. Sixty-two is his career high. Oh yeah, nice. sixty. Yeah, I was because I thought I was like, I know he's had some fifty-point games, but okay, yeah, sixty-two. He's had sixty-two point. Yeah, that's his career high. We're gonna go a little old school on this one. Dominique Wilkins. Do you ever think he had sixty or more points in a game? Dominique Wilkins. Went old school on this one. This is a... <laughs> I'm going to say no. Dude, you are five for five. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And he no, was you're four, yeah, you're four for four. I'm sorry. 57's his career high. Okay. You are four for four, D. Damn, you're killing this. All right. It's going to get a little trickier now. Tracy McGrady. 60 or more points in the game. Yes or no? Yes. Yes, you're correct. 62. I remember that. I remember that. 
Man, you are killing this. That's five for five. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. Tricky one. <laughs> Dwayne Wade have 60? Wait a minute. Let me let me think about this one for a little bit. Dwayne Wade. That doesn't ring a bell. I'm going to say no. That is a no. 55 is his career high. You are correct. Dude, you are six for six, D. Are you kidding? You're on steroids right now. This is nuts. <laughs> Last one. All right. Last one. Has he ever had 60 or more points? Allen Iverson. Yes. I remember that game. Yes, he has. He had exactly 60. Yeah, he that game. It was, against, just... it was against the magic, like, in like, <laughs> the, old... ma- the tragic. Yeah, yeah they're the awful magic, this they year. Awful. Like, yeah, they were bad. Like, yeah. He, yeah, I remember that game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so... he, just went, he just went seven for seven, bro. That's pretty damn impressive. You know what? Anybody that want to come at, at one of the NFL, the NBA Dons, come at who, who wants to challenge D in some NBA trivia, we'll have him on the podcast. I'm sure you'll accept any challenger. Oh, of course, I will. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Go at it. Although, yeah. although I think I can hold my own, but I would not have gotten seven out of seven there. I don't think I I, I don't think I would have guessed. Uh, I, I probably would have guessed yes that Durant has had over sixty. I probably would have guessed like his no, career no, has. Like, I knew that because like th- that would have stuck out like yeah he had sixty or you know what I mean like because even like like LeBron's had sixty what once yeah he's had sixty like once yep yeah I guess the Knicks or whatever so I I know that um but you know who has the most all time sixty point games LeBron's had it twice I think he had it once with the Heat too yeah he I thought he had it with the Cavs before. Did he have it with the Cavs? I, I thought so. I, that's what I thought. Yeah, I thought he had it with the Cavs, not the Heat. Oh, that's right. That's when he had the, the sixty when he got it against the Knicks. But that was with the Cavs. That's yep. what I was talking about. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, yeah. That was against the. That was against the uh, the Knicks. Do you know who has the most sixty point games of all time? And it's actually not even close. Well, duh. He has thirty two times. The second closest is Kobe. He has six. Thirty two to six. Yeah, because Michael only had, like, two or three. He had four. Oh, he had four. Okay. He had four. So it's Wilt with 32, Kobe had six, Harden has four, and Jordan has four. Wow. And James Harden. Damn. Yeah, I know James Harden's had it a couple times. I mean, here's my thing. Will averaged 50 in a game. Well, 50 a Will game has the most, like, I think 50-point games, and it's not even close. He has, like, 118. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, dude, he uh, averaged 50 points a season in a game of C for a season. The next guy with, like, 30-something. Well, he's also the only guy that's ever scored a – like, he's the only dude that's only scored uh, – overscored 100 points in a game, too. <laughs> <laughs> one of one. And that's never going to happen. Ever. Never. Ever. I mean, Kobe's 81 was amazing, but nah. I mean, because the only ones that have gotten close to Kobe are, like, David Robinson – in the nineties, Devin Booker did it. I know. Yeah, he had like seventy. Yeah, like his like like about what five years ago or something. He, he had something like that, like his second or third year. You know yeah. what's crazy is that a lot of a lot of guys would have a chance to do it, but you know what happens with a lot of these big games? They're like blowouts, so they're not going to keep the dude in. That's what it was great about Kobe's eighty-one. That game was tight the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Because I remember Jordan won his sixty-one. You no, know, two of his two of his sixty. I think he they lost. Yeah, I mean, I remember one of the greatest when games ever. Dropped sixty three. They lost that. They game. lost that Celtics game. That's, I remember that's oh. when um, that's when Larry Bird was like, he called him like Jesus. He was like, yeah, that was Jesus playing basketball. He lost. He lost I think in the early nineties, they played. Uh, it was Shaq's rookie year. They lost to the Magic in, in like double overtime, and um, yeah, he had sixty four, but they lost. Damn man, that must. Well, Devin, Devin Booker seventy point game. They lost that too. Right, the only time the only time he scored when he scored sixty nine is um when he when when they beat the Cavs in overtime like in, it was like the eighty nine ninety season I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but it's pretty crazy that David Booker seventy point game he actually lost that yeah that's crazy yeah man but yeah it's just crazy seeing these guys just drop all these points this year and it's like it's not easy to score sixty points it's not that's that's yeah, but I just think this – This, I mean, look, we've been talking about this for years, Quad. I think this is the way the NBA is now. That's what they have. I mean, they, the teams already score a ton of points, a lot of points. It's not a lot of defense being played. I mean, all these games are like 110, 120, no overtime. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think this is, what, this is the modern-day NBA, and we're going to see this a lot going forward, even when, you know, LeBron is gone and, 
you know, some of the some of the older guys, you know, this is what we're going to see. We're going to see a lot of players drop, you know, 50, 60, maybe potentially even 70 points. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's a norm because it's like all these points are already getting scored by the team. So it's kind of like bound to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, hey, man, that was a great episode. And I just want to remind our listeners to please review our podcast, you know, whether you listen to it on Apple Podcasts, however you listen to it, there should be a way to rate it. Um, and it always helps when we get, you know, rate and you can give honest opinion, great feet, you know, feedback, how, what, what you want us to start doing, what you like and dislike about the show. We're open to constructive criticism or if you just want to say, like, yo, I love the show. So just wanted to put that out there. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Well, D, man, that was fun. And, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of in our off season, so we can't guarantee an episode every week. But we're going to try to give anytime there's big news out there, we're going to we're going to get on the pod. And we're going to give you all the biggest news. And, you know, we'll even have a couple of guests this off season, So we'll, we'll 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 make that happen. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right. Till next time. Peace. Peace.